This is Aikido Discussed, your regular weekly Aikido podcast where we discuss all the misery, suffering, and sorrow that is the martial art of Aikido. I am head instructor Christopher Hine, uh, head instructor at Aikido Fresno Christopher Hine, and with me today is... I, uh, I think it's really interesting uh, if you listen and you do listen to the podcast. I feel like you we can tell how Chris's week is going by <laughs> the way that the intro happened. <laughs> if it's up to all negatives, then right. it's like, oh, it's been one of those weeks, has it? <laughs> Every time, we're always laughing in the background trying to keep it together as <laughs> he does the intro. <laughs> anyway, so um, thanks for uh, wanting to do this podcast. Uh, podcast with us um, oh, no, pro- no problem i'm a fan of the show too so and uh you kind of had a topic idea so well real quick before we do that so um if you don't know uh jared oh, wilson good. is the head of martial thoughts podcast uh which is a great podcast you should listen to and uh it would be great jared if you could give us a little bit of your background here to all of the listeners okay um I started doing martial arts in 1995 when I was at University of Florida. Uh, what I was doing was a traditional Japanese system called, well, at the time it was called Yamagatoru, which I didn't know it at the time because I was still brand new to everything. Uh, was very Aikido based, or I should say, it's very Aiki based. Um, and I fell in love with the swords, which is kind of what I got into martial arts for in the first place. Uh, after college, I moved back down to South Florida, where I continued studying swords and studying Aikido with uh, an independent system called Chendokan Aikido. And let's see, it's been about three years. I moved up to Nashville, where I switched a little bit, and now I'm studying uh, Namiru Aikiheho. So I've been studying Aiki-based arts for, well, since 95, whatever the math on that is, 20-something years. 22. That's that's cool. Look at look at this one. Uh, so um, that's when I was born. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so so Nami, do you so are you working with uh, James Williams? In is he coming to do seminars with you guys and stuff, or how's that work? Yeah, he's um, he's actually coming in about two weeks to over by us. Awesome. Uh, in Nashville for our seminar. It's going to be about a three day seminar, so I'm oh, awesome. fully looking forward to that one. I've only uh, been to one of his seminars, but it was really great. Like uh, he's a, he's a great instructor. He's he's real energetic and charismatic. I really liked the time I spent with him. So, um, Jared, what was the the topic you were thinking about doing? Well, my idea, and this is something I've been kind of fighting with for a long time, is uh, when obviously Aikido came came from uh, Daitoru Aikijitsu. So, at what when you're doing it is it stop being something that's called Aikijitsu and when does it become pure Aikido and is there a difference between them that you can tell or is it an attitude or kind of that whole ball of wax there yeah it, it's a it's a big subject to be talked about and um, I think you know the problem with it is that it's um, subject to opinion I mean that's that's what it is and so yeah. it's like we're never going to have a definitive answer but I think it's a good thing to talk about and decide what you think that means, you know, and um, I think the crux of that difference between uh, Aikido and Aiki Jiu-Jitsu is to just start answering the question, like, what is Aiki, um, and then what do we mean by the 
differentiating between jitsu right. and do. I think it's interesting. Like I feel like the people that I have known, at least here locally, uh, that study um, Aiki Jitsu, and maybe this is some of what your uh, Jared, your thoughts are coming from. It's like um, I don't, I don't know necessarily if they're doing a system that is Aiki Jujitsu or if they're just doing Aikido with a different bit of emphasis on it, and they're calling it that. Does that make sense? Um, yeah, is it the name or is it an action? Right. I mean, and it, that's what it feels like to me. It's like, well, they're, they're calling it this thing, but I'm not even sure they would be able to tell you what the difference is right? or, um, you know, differentiate it for themselves. You know, sometimes it's just uh, Aikido with strikes in it, too. Yeah, um, right, that's what, I mean, I think a lot, that's the feeling I get uh, with some of this stuff, is it's like, that's what it is. It's like they're saying, um, for whatever reason, they want to add the Aiki part on there, um, but really that they're they're doing something else, you know. I, I think a lot of that, you know, so there's a book called Hidden, uh, Daitoryu, Hidden Roots of, of Aikido. And um, in that, uh, the, the author makes a, a three little comparisons. He says there's, you know, there's Aikido, or no, there's Aikijitsu, Aikijujitsu, and Aikinojitsu, I think. And um, he kind of breaks them down a little bit, saying that, you know, I, w- I wish I had the book here, or I wish I'd gone over it real closely. But it's basically like just saying but the difference between those three is, you know, like how much force you want to apply to techniques and how much you're... You're striking and hitting and how martial you want it to be versus how, uh, you know, flowy and lovey, I guess, you want it to be. <laughs> and then the, just to throw another wrench in there, too, you know, in between those two, in between the Daitoru and the Aikido, we had Aikibudo, which was a whole separate animal all to itself. Yeah, and I've really spent some time trying to track more of that stuff down, and it's very hard – to find anyone practicing those techniques still, you know? So um, if you look at, like, um, uh, you know, any of, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, Inoi Sensei's stuff. Um, it's really hard to find complete uh, collections of, of the work they were doing. And so the Aikibudo stuff is very hard. And most of the time when you see Aikibudo, you're not seeing a reference to historical Aikido. You're seeing someone who, kind of like Josh said, or at least in my experience is, uh, someone like Josh said who did Aikido, and then they they didn't like that it was it was too lovey and harmony, and so they they wanted to make it more hardcore, more budo. Yeah, and so there's well, this is Aikibudo. It's not it's not Aikido. Right, it's Aikibudo. Right. You know. Right. I think part of the problem is it's uh, more of a spectrum than anything else. So, it, like you said, you know, there's the Aikido that almost looks like uh, you know old people in the park Tai Chi, and then mm-hmm. there's you know where it starts actually becoming more of a martial art and somewhere in there is that definition yeah i mean i think you know and i I might get in trouble right now for saying this but there there's there's a lot of aikido that people do that they 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 want to be hardcore aikido people and this is when you start a lot of times seeing this like aikijitsu or aikijujitsu being thrown around where it's like yeah you know we're hardcore so we punch and we kick and we do sayonage and we do you know like bigger throws and stuff like that and a lot of times you know when I look at it, it's not it's not so much that they're more hardcore. It's they just want to do things fast 
and they want to twist on each other more. And it's like it's not like they're really doing more live practice or they're doing you know sharp sword work or something. It's it's more that it's like you know we just feel hardcore about it. So that's this must be Aiki Jiu-Jitsu, you know. So so then uh, is it more of the attitude rather than like say the, a collection of techniques? Well, I mean, so I've said this before. I think you know if someone says they do uh, Aiki Jiu-Jitsu. Um, I generally expect that guy is is telling me that he's a badass because he does uh, these Ike arts and he'll he'll screw someone up. You know, like if you you mess with me, you're in trouble. And then most of the time when people say I do Aikido, they're saying like, hey, I, I just I like to do martial arts for fun, and I'm not trying to say I'm a tough guy, but you know I do Aikido. You know I do kind of the the wussier martial art. You know, like that's the feeling I get usually when people want to distinguish like I do Aikido Jiu-Jitsu versus Aikido Aikido. You know. So is there? I mean. Can you look and say, like, these are techniques that are from or that, that would be considered under uh, Aikijitsu? These techniques are definitely in Aikido and probably wouldn't be found in the other. Um, or is it, you know, we're all practicing the same things just with different emphases and therefore, you know, we want to we wanna put our own uh, markings on it, taggings on it and say we're doing this versus that. There's there's a lot of that. So like it depends. So if you're talking about, you know, I study Daito Ryu Aiki Jiu Jitsu, that is different. the The way the katas are broken up is different. The way it's structured is different. Um, the way they look at it is different. So it's definitely different. Now you could break the katas down, and I can go through Daito Ryu Kata, and I can point out pretty much everything. And from Iwama style Aikido perspective, anyways, I can go, okay, that's Gokyo, right, right, right. this is Rokyo, this is, you know, like I can look at it and go, like, oh, these are these are the things we would do. Um, but the, the structure of it is different. So, so yes, the, the, it is different. But degrees of different, right? right like, I right. mean, you know, more the way we name things or the way we organize things than the techniques we're doing. Right. So if I went in, I mean, it wouldn't be a situation where. Um, I'm going to be confused by what's happening. No. If, if I'm uh, operating at a high level no. of, of if, if you If you're Aikido. a black belt in Aikido, if you're showed on Aikido, you're going to see it and quickly be able to pick it up. But this is also true, in my opinion, if you do most any Japanese-style jiu-jitsu, you're going to know most of what you see because they're very similar, you know? Uh, most all – well, I think every jiu-jitsu component that I've seen has kodagaishi in it, right? They don't all call it kodagaish. Sometimes they do it with different emphases. Sometimes they only do it from certain attacks. Um, but but they all have kodagaish. It's like if you do Japanese jiu-jitsu, you know kodagaish. You know, um, you probably know Nikyo. You probably know Sankyo. You probably know Yankyo. You probably know Kokinage. You probably know Jujinage. You know what I mean? Like these things are consistent whether it's Aiki or not Aiki. So if, if cosmetically it's different, but it's still kind of the same core, which is these same techniques, the same – you know, wrist movements and body movements and stuff. Is it the, like, philosophy? I mean, I know you talked a little bit about that, but, like, what philosophy-wise, I don't know, I mean, whoever wants to answer this, how is that different? Well, here, I, I got one example, um, and it's actually from the same Hidden Roots of Aikido book that you are talking about earlier. If you look at the pictures in the book, and it goes through all the same techniques, and like you said, you recognize it, and it's like, oh, okay, well... That's Ikkyo. They call it Ikajo, but, you know, it's the right. same thing. Right. Almost all the pins, they end with a uh, finishing move. 
some kind of a strike to the back of the head mm. or in part of the katas, they're pulling out their short sword and hitting the guy in the neck, you know, that type of thing. Right. See, and I think, you know, a lot of that stuff, if you do Aikido, the illusion is also there for it. And it also kind of depends on where your Aikido is coming from because if you look at uh, Ueshiba, pictures of him, he's almost always finishing his pins with a hand poised over the head, you know? So mm-hmm. he's showing that same thing. And then that just kind of slowly started disappearing from most everyone else's Aikido. Um, so, you know, that's one of those things. And, and I'm, I'm sure there's a particular group of Aikido people who would like to get really excited about this and say, this is why we're not practicing the truth of Aikido. Um, but, but you know, like that, that is a thing that, that is accounted for. It's just kind of, uh, I don't know if that's important to us, you know? Yeah. What? Uh... Well, one of the questions I always have is, you know, if you read the books, if you go through the history of it, they always talk about how sensei always, you know, took out the deadly techniques as usually some kind of that phrasing. Right. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. What does that mean? Yeah. So look, this, this is what I think that means is he took out the deadly techniques is because he's not doing that stuff with a sword to cut people down anymore. You know, like when you hear that, I think everyone in their head, they drum up this big fantasy that like, you know, there's some three finger death punch that is going to, you know, make someone blow up and turn into a fiery mess. Right. And, and I don't think that's what's being said. I think what's being said is really simply like, yeah, we're not fighting to the death anymore. Like was done on the battlefield. And so, like, we don't have that emphasis anymore, you know? Like, it's not that the techniques have really changed. It's, it's we just don't do it that way anymore, you know? Like, um, not saying that we don't have the same powers we did back when. But what I'm saying is, like, we don't have a deadly knife we're fighting over. I don't right, want right, to kill right, my right. partner. Um, and so, like, it's just, it's just done differently. And I, I don't think we're – I don't think technically there's anything special, like, uh, between the two styles. I think what's happening just is some people want to be hardcore and some people want to not be hardcore. And um, and the techniques they practice are, are basically the same stuff, you know? You know, uh, one of the things I, I – again, it's one of those in the books and somewhere in the back of my head. I'm kind of pulling this out. But basically when uh, O-sensei was teaching in Tokyo, Takeda-sensei came down and looked at me and says, wow, what you're doing is really awesome. Uh, but it's not Daitoru anymore, so you got to change the name. And that's where he kind of came up with the Aikibudo idea. Yeah, and and you know, like that's um, – so, you know, if you look at – you know, the only only Daitoru I've studied at all is uh, the Hiden Mokuroku, which I, my pronunciation is horrible. But um, – and that is um, uh, definitely formulaic, structured, here's this kata. This kata has got, you know – uh, three movements in it, and these three movements are this, and that whole kata makes up like you know, broken wing form seven or whatever, right? Um, I, I'm sorry, I don't remember all the terminology, but uh, but like, and that's what it is. And so when you start pulling stuff out of there and saying like this wrist twist part, this is just kodagaish, um, and 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 breaking that out from all the other stuff, and then definitely you're like, well, you're not teaching daito to you anymore. I mean, maybe you're teaching stuff that's in daito to you. But you're not teaching the forms of daito to you, and so that that makes it inherently different, you know. And and that's different than what people are doing with aiki jitsu or or any of the other incarnations of it. In that um, they're not necessarily fully taking those things out of or adding new stuff in. 
so so like let's say um let's say we have a song right and um you know so we play stairway to heaven right on the guitar we want to play stairway to heaven on the guitar um in the song there are chords and there's a melody and there's a verse and there's you know all this different stuff that makes up the song now if we use that song to learn to play guitar right then we could say like oh you know the way to learn this style of playing guitar comes from playing Stairway to Heaven, right? And um, and so someone else could look at it, uh, you know, some independent musical genius guy could look at it and go, hey, there are these things that I'm going to call chords, and here's an E chord, and here's a G, and here's a, you know, like a diminished, you know, whatever. All these different chords, and I'm going to teach all those things independently. Um, and, and, you know, we don't have to learn to play Stairway to Heaven anymore. We could just learn the chords right. and that there's melodies and verses and notes and all this stuff. Um, and someone else looking at that could look at that and go, oh, you know, um, that's, that's great that you teach guitar in this way, but that's not the Stairway to Heaven right. style anymore. And it's like, yes, you're not incorrect. You're, you're completely correct. It is not the Stairway to Heaven style. However, we're still both learning to play guitar. And so that's yeah. kind of the thing, I think, with, with the Daithodi stuff and the Aikido stuff is it's like, yeah, we're all learning the same chords and notes and, and all the same stuff, but it's just Daito to you has a specific way you're learning it, and Aikido has another way you're learning it, and they're different from each other. See, I have a little bit of a, uh, a weird situation that I'm, I'm, I did Aikido for so long, and now I'm trying uh, an Aikijutsu, and the way I described it is it says, well, we do all the same stuff, but we do it all completely differently. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> It's little tiny details, you know, it's, in a, the way I think of Aikido is a very circular thing, you go around things, in the Aikijutsu, you turn in place and go straight at them, Right. so it's little details like that. Yeah, and, and that stuff, you know, like to me, it's, um, so, so I've been thinking a lot uh, outside of Aikido stuff about, in martial arts in general though, about like, what's the difference between um, teaching martial arts like we teach math versus martial arts uh, where we teach a um, specific set of answers to a problem, right? So, so like, you know, uh, it, this kind of happened recently. Um, they've been teaching a new way to do division in school, and parents have been bitching that um, they can't help their kids with math anymore because they don't know how to do this kind of division, right? And it's just a, basically a different way of laying the numbers out. So if you understand math and you understand what math is and what division is as its core, you can still divide with it. Um, whether you use, you know, an old school long division structure or whether you use a calculator or whether you use this new way they're, they're dividing. So if you understand math, you understand math. Um, but there are shortcuts maybe that you don't understand that are better. And so, so a lot of times when we're comparing martial arts styles, what we're really comparing is the shorthand versions and not the like theory of it that it's really trying to express. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, there are like uh, universal truths that are right sprinkled within, and they can be used in a variety of ways. So, um, you know, the truth of the thing is you can do it circularly. Right, you can go around them, you can do or you it can go through them. Through them. Exactly, yeah. Um, and understanding the difference... Um, then allows you to, you know, switch between the two seamlessly, which is what I would think that you would want because you could go your whole life not realizing, hey, I can 
move into something. Right. Because sometimes uh, you need to move into something. Sure. And vice versa. You could go your whole life never realizing, like, oh, I can just let something pass pass by me. Um, yeah. <clears throat> what? Well, I think a lot, I was going to say, I think a lot of arts do that in that they have a specific idea, and the higher up you get, the uh, if you're very straight line, the more rounded you get, or if you, you know, if you're Aikido right. and you're very rounded, the more straight line your techniques get. So they, they kind of come at it from two different angles and end up in the same place. So right. To speak. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Um, and I, I think a lot of that, I mean, specifically with this problem, a lot of that's kind of got it, I think with the, the idea of Ura and Omote and, you know, like I've definitely stayed in schools where Omote techniques are much more emphasized. They're very overt, very powerful, very direct. Uh, and then I've stayed in schools where Ura is more pronounced, right? And it's like they're both just two very similar solutions that are slightly different to the same kinds of problems, you know? And so what uh, – what is like the – I mean are you having a struggle sort of uh, with yourself differentiating the two or, or trying to find uh, a balance – between the two or uh, just trying to in your own mind be clear about what things you're you're doing well for me it was um honestly it was right after my uh showdown right after my black belt test i'm like hey okay now i you know can start doing aikido and it's not working the way i want it to <laughs> so i started doing more kind of background research on on where Aikido was coming from. And then in my head, I was going, well, do I need to add more of this? Or, you know, and you guys have talked about this on the show, you know, it's like, no, don't add it. Just do what Aikido is supposed to do and you'll be fine with it. Um, now that I'm in an Aikijutsu art, what I'm finding is mentally, I know exactly what I'm supposed to be doing, but because of the small differences, I've built up I don't know, 20 years of, of habit to <laughs> try and right. overcome yeah, and yeah, yeah. try and do it the way that they want to do it. So uh, I, I'm I'm fighting myself in that way. <laughs> I think it's kind of like, I was thinking about this a while back, and I think like, it's kind of like learning language, you know, so the younger you are, the easier it is to learn multiple languages, you know, and they say little kids soak up two, three languages like a sponge if you'll let them be around it when they're little. And, uh, I think it's kind of like that with martial arts to where, you know, when you start, when you're brand new and you're learning, you know, and you're kind of awkward with your body and, you, you know, you start Aikido, you know, just so that you can kind of figure out how do I better use my body? How do I protect myself? You know, all that kind of stuff that people do start the martial art for, um, you know, and you spend more and more time doing it. You, uh, you learn that language. Um, and, uh, you know, I think it's kind of like when you, when you move over to a new thing, you're like, you've gotten so used to the sentence structure right, and you've right. gotten so used to yeah. the way of expressing yourself. You know, if you're speaking German, you get used to sticking all these words together to make big, long words, you know, or, you know, you speak, um, you know, another language and you're, you're, you're learning those, those little weird quirks of that language. And that's how you know how to express yourself. And so I think it's kind of like as an adult, it's so much harder to learn that second, second language, but the more, you know, you learn, you learn your second, your third, your fourth, you kind of re-break in that muscle of, like, the learning muscle of learning things that are going back to being uncomfortable with something again. And, and so I think, like, 
that's why you see people who, you know, once they've done their, kind of gotten over that hump of learning their second martial art, that's why it gets easier and easier and easier to do their third, fourth, fifth, you know. Um, I think that that sounds like that's where you're at, which I think we've, I'm there, we're all, we've all yeah. been there, you know, where it's like, I thought that I was supposed to move this way, but I don't do that in this one. Well, no, I think that that idea of um, the muscle, what you were saying is like, or muscle memory or... Um, you know, we talk a lot about the subconscious mind. I think that's a good, uh, good thing to talk about because I think we often associate things with a, if you do a, uh, particular form or you, you, you're used to seeing Ikkyo in this particular setup and, uh, you, you don't necessarily realize that it can happen in a multitude of ways. And so when you're called upon to do it in a way that is different than you're normally, uh, used to doing it, it's it's weird. I've gotten in that uh, struggle a lot of times when it's like, oh, we're moving the Sankyo this other way, okay. Um, but it takes a second to click it in because it, my subconscious mind is is running the program for the Sankyo in the way that I know it. Um, you so you got to figure out that new math again. Right, right, yeah. yeah. But I find that particularly like those are the the moments in training that I enjoy most because I like having to like have my mind kick in a little bit and be like what am I even doing right or wrong here you know and I feel like you can have some good um breakthroughs that way that then allow you to have a a way more free and and open mind and being able to do kind of anything at a certain point you know it right. should just be like um you know the you can turn that subconscious on and off right? Uh, to do what you need to do. You become more of a translator, and you can speak any language, whatever language need, is needed, and you don't have to be stuck to using that one language, the one that you know, you know, um, which when, is, I think, everyone's goal. <laughs> when I first uh, started doing MMA, I kind of had this idea, like what I thought sucked, why, why I thought I couldn't use Aikido, was because I, I just hadn't seen enough punches thrown at me and I hadn't I hadn't and, and C is the word I was using at the time you know like I had not seen someone try to punch me enough try to kick me enough um, and try to grapple with me enough and when I saw that uh, more regularly then my Aikido techniques would come out right and, and C was the word I was using at the time um, but basically what I wanted to do was let my unconscious mind become familiar enough with that stuff that I could then do Aikido. And that's what I thought was going to happen, you know? And so what happened was every time I would go to spar, I had this contrived crap that I was carrying around with me, and I couldn't just do it. You know, I just couldn't do it. And so I realized, I was like, okay, well, I got to do is quit trying to do Aikido and just do whatever, right? Just box or wrestle or do whatever I can do to get through the sparring situation. And then, you know, and then eventually I'll be comfortable enough that I can do Aikido. And, you know, this went on for a while, you know, like over a year and, and I'm still not being able to do any Aikido stuff, but I got better at the techniques that I was being trained in for MMA. So even though I'd been doing Shionage, for example, way longer than I had been doing uh, an American lock, I was pulling off American locks all the time in my sparring, but I wasn't pulling off Shionages ever. And, and then that's when it kind of started to become apparent to me, like after the Dog Brothers fight, it, became, it started to become apparent to me that Aikido was answering different situations. So I was trying to put a square peg in a round hole. And so once I realized that and I realized what the context I was supposed to be working in, then I changed what was happening and I could do the Aikido technique successfully. 
So some of that too is like, uh, and I, that's a long way to get to what I want to say, which is basically, um, you know, trying to force something to be a way that it's not naturally is probably not going to reap a lot of rewards. So if your idea is, you know, I study Aiki Jiu-Jitsu, and what that means is I, like a Mack truck, just drive straight through everyone, and I bowl them over with my awesome, sweet Aikido techniques. And then you meet a uh, 6'4", 250-pound linebacker, and you're like, oh, shit, I can't, I cannot be this Mack truck with this person. I have to have a different, different means of operating because this guy doesn't naturally provide the situation I had when I was training with my five foot six, 140 pound partner, right? And so um, understanding that different situations will naturally lend themselves to different things um, is a big part, I think, of getting what all this is, you know? That was a lot yeah, of talk. I think that's the Ike part of it. Yeah, right. Yeah. right. Let it be. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. That actually was going to be my next question. I don't know. I feel like I hear a lot of people um, kind of uh, talking about how they're taking their, like, they're using their Aikido practice to inform their, you know, whatever, their MMA fight, their, uh, you know, jujitsu, their, uh, even like HEMA stuff. Like, people are like, oh, I want to, I want to learn some Aikido to so see if I can use that in my, my fight or whatever, whatever the case that is. It's interesting to me, like, I, I I don't exactly know, like, what do they, like, what what exactly are they using to inform that? Is it the philosophy? Is it that right there, what we're talking about, which is just, like, that kind of glow, go with the flow, like, don't try and fight what you can't control mentality, or, like, what, what, what exactly do people mean by that? Like, that confuses me. <laughs> I, I think um, part of what they mean when they say that is they want to incorporate softness and that's kind of using like the, the, the Chinese duality of hard and soft martial arts ideas and that it, <clears throat> it's a very yielding system and it's much more instinctive to just be a hard style and just beat someone to death with a wooden sword type of thing. That is definitely the, the instinct. I think, you know, we see it all the time where it's like your first instinct, someone's pushing to you, uh, you push back. That's the instinct, right? Um, and you see sometimes, a lot of times, that like it's not always a good instinct. Um, and if you can make your instinct to be give do the appropriate thing, right? Um, you will do better. And 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 that's what I always feel like the the I key part is is understanding or or working to understand what that the appropriateness is so sometimes you know i may meet force and realize like i can overrun that force but when i can't i immediately have to be fluid uh enough in my my mind to not let that overtake me what is it the um a hundred percent commitment zero attachment right that to me is like at the heart of what we're what you're talking about and now i mean i do i think do we agree on this jared that like that that's what the heart of aikido is which is you know uh i am not so attached to stuff that i can't yield when i need to yield and be appropriate to this new situation yeah because uh, aikido even by itself still has omote techniques they've got these 
Irimi techniques where it's entering in with your full commitment, like you said. Um, and I've <laughs> there was a guy in our school who was your your six foot four linebacker guy, and they're like, "Do it, Hibinage on him." I'm like, "Ah, crap." <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll do it if so, you make me. So I kicked him in the knee. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah, the other day, you know, in, in class, I uh, I had Maya stand up in front of the class with me, and um, I put us in an arm wrestling position, you know, and I said, you know, if we arm wrestle right now, who's going to win? Um, and everyone's like, oh, you know, you're going to win. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, you can quickly calculate that because I'm bigger than Maya, you know, done martial arts with the size of our arms, you know, like not, not that you don't have guns, but – but uh, look at the size of our arms, right? Like that, uh, that you know, you can, you can assess. If we have an arm wrestling match, I'm probably going to beat her. And then I put myself in a weak position. I, I extend my arm. I got into a weak position. I said, who's going to win now? And everyone's like, oh, oh, clearly Maya's going to win now. And I think that's the, the trick of, of martial arts, which is to always draw and lead your, your opponent into a position where they are not the strong person anymore. And so then, like what you said right now, you know, is I kicked him in the knee, and then when he got low enough, then I could right. I could throw his ass, you know. <laughs> hey, it worked too. So. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I think those are good realizations to have. Is go to go like, yeah, this is a artificial situation we've created for ourselves in class, where we've been told this is the technique that you're doing, make it work on this person. And it's, I think it's good to try and make it work to the best of your ability, but also to realize I probably wouldn't use this if this scenario were more real, quote-unquote. Yeah. You know, I, I probably wouldn't choose to apply this technique on this big guy. You or, know? I mean, or it, it, you wouldn't because it would never happen. Like in a Rimi right. Nage on a six-foot-four dude, uh, me being five-foot-four, probably not going to ha- – like it's just not going right. to come up. Right. Right. You know? Um, but other things. But you things, still need the technique so that you can teach it again, too. Well, sure. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, see, I mean, the, the, there comes the catch of all of it is, is that, like, when you're learning a system, then you have to learn all of the system. And you have to, uh, you know, if you only got so many people, you got a 350 pound person and a 109 pound person and, you know, two yoked out, uh, six, two. Uh, 250 guys like it's like well we have to have a class and we all have to do the same stuff and we have to learn the syllabus that's set up for us so we're gonna all have to practice these techniques and I'm sorry uh, six foot two guys you're gonna have to get down really short with right. this 109 pound right, right, right. lady so you can do shionage and it's gonna hurt your knees um, and hey 300 pound guy I know it's gonna be hard to get to the guy's neck because you can't reach it but you still got to do irimi-nage. Um and that's like the 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 setbacks with learning systems because the system is you, you've got to learn all these things, you know? But then you add in, it's like, uh, you know, and granted, you know, it's everybody in Japan in the 1950s or whatever, but they all talked about how it didn't matter who came in, Osensei could take them. So <laughs> I, I think they lacked a little bit of um, uh, genetic variability when it comes yeah. to that. But. <laughs> <laughs> There's some truth to that, you know? But, but like also, you know, when, when we hear that, you know, I think the way you phrased that was really intriguing and a good way to phrase that, which is, you know, no matter who came in, Ueshiba was able to take them. Now, now I sum it up quickly when you say that. What comes up to my head is, you know, some big strong guy comes in and Ueshiba throws him across the room, right? 
That doesn't necessarily mean that that's what happened, though, when take him. You know, like, so a lot of the stories I hear about Yoshiba are always like, um, like, uh, yeah, I challenged Yoshiba to, uh, to, to a sparring match, and Yoshiba said, try and grab my pinky. And, and then I fell on the ground. And it's like, well, so you never had that sparring match. You never did what you wanted to do. Yoshiba right, right. said, grab my pinky, and that's what you tried to do, and you failed at that. That's interesting. <laughs> That he set up so, a situation and you failed. So he, he immediately put him in that weaker position again. One hundred percent. And so, like when you know when yes, Yoshiba was able to take everyone, but, but that doesn't mean in a boxing match or a right, wrestling right. match or a he was always setting up the conditions with which uh, to the challenges happen. And because he did that, he put them in the weaker position, exactly like you just said. That's very tricky. Hmm. Very it's very smart. tricky. It's very Aikido, in yeah. my opinion. You know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I—that's I, the other thing too. I think that I think that I that Aikido is, is about is understanding like understanding when uh, you're in the position of power and when you're not, and how do you get yourself in a position of power? And it could be in any multitudes of ways. It could be kicking someone in the knee. It could be tricking them into right. doing what you ask. It could be uh, simple moving offline. You know. Right. Yep. Right. And I mean, I remember, you know, when I was a kid, I've done martial arts since I was really small. And so I've been able to do straddle splits since I was very little. I remember when I was a kid having trouble with someone and just dropping down into full straddle splits and then being all, oh, I don't want to fight you because uh, clearly you can do that. You'd, right, you'd, right. you'd kick my head and destroy me, you know? And like, it was a trick. You know, I had nothing to do, like my martial, my fighting ability had nothing to do with me being able to do the splits. But because I could do it, other kids were like, ooh, don't mess with Chris right, because he's right, right. he spinning knows, leg he death, you know? Like, spinning <laughs> So that so that was the battle not fought, right? Right, exactly right. right. <laughs> you know, as we're talking about this, all I've been picturing is an Aikido t-shirt that says Aikido, and then underneath it says, like, Trixie Hobbitses. <laughs> it sounds about right, yeah. It's exactly right. I'd wear actually, that. Yeah. I'd wear that, <laughs> um, So, yeah, I mean, for me, when I hear someone say they do Aikijujitsu, unless they're referring to a specific style, um, and if it's a more modern style, I also tend to think the same thing, which is, oh, you're interested in very quote unquote martial aspects, meaning like you want to punch people and you want to dominate people. And that's what you're really interested in, in your practice. And when I hear people say, oh, I do Aikido and in a very unassuming way, I, I think they mean, uh, you know, like I practice martial arts and I'm not saying I'm the toughest guy on the block, but, um, I, I just, I like to do martial arts, you know? Do do you find that to be true with the so you've studied uh, both ways now? I mean, do you find it to be true that the people who study uh, the various things have those two sort of uh, mentalities? Do you see? I I come from even my aikido is kind of a weird situation. Um, <laughs> it's I'm not trying to take anything away from it because it is aikido. It's uh. uh I'll put it this way. It's based on Satome Sensei, but it's still Aikido taught from someone whose main art is Jiu-Jitsu. Uh -huh. So <laughs> there's um, – even within our own school, there's disagreement of how soft versus how martial it should be and uh, that kind of thing. Now that I'm doing the, the, the Aikijitsu, it's, it's more about um, – there's, I'll put it this way. There's the physical techniques are all the same, but the philosophy of love and harmony isn't quite mm -hmm. there. 
it's it's about I'm using this to end it right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's a very common common thing among anyone who wants to use the word jitsu, you know. And and I think we really polarized to this in the '80s when our culture started to understand that jitsu means skill and do means path of development, you know. And and so really that started to polarize the martial arts community to saying like, oh, you know, I want to fuck someone up, so uh, I do jitsu, or oh, I just want to practice martial arts to cultivate my spirit and become a better person, I do do. You know, and, and I think like that really has stuck uh, in the United States anyways, where when you hear people wanting to use jitsu, you know, like uh, I've heard people using kinjitsu to describe something they made up in their backyard with their friend. Um, but they use the word kinjitsu to let you know that we study Japanese sword and for real. Right, you know, right. like they've, they've, they've never been in a sword fight in their life, but they're doing it for real. That's right. why it's kinjitsu. And it's like, okay, that's fair enough. That's what you like to do, you know? Yeah, yeah. from my understanding, again, from the history of it, uh, the jitsu versus the do is a modern and American thing. Yeah, yeah. That sounds about right. Yep. Sounds very right. And we love it. We love it. You know, like, oh. Uh, I, I, there was some guy here who was teaching. Uh, he quit saying martial art. He said martial science. I teach a martial oh, science. Right, and I was right, like, right, oh, right. that is fancy, man. Martial you should study science. a martial science. <laughs> That's the next it's where you do it with a lab coat instead of a husband. Yeah, that would be badass. I would really like that, actually. Oh, but that's the next That's the next logical, you know, if you're going to do the jiu-jitsu versus do, I mean, that's the logical thing. Yeah, it's not it's, art, man. This is science. Right, it's not it's art. Science. It's something else. It's a craft. It's a craft. Yeah. I study martial craft. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, so so I mean, usually when I encounter that, and you, also when I hear people say aikibudo, I generally assume that they're meaning like, well, I did some aikido, and now I'm kind of doing my own thing. And if they preface it with a, a jitsu or a, a budo or something or a bujitsu, then it's like, oh, okay, and, and you you fancy yourself a tougher dude, you know? Well, so here's a question, uh, and so obviously, Jared, you're studying at a school who who uh, that does uh, aikijitsu. Um, is that a very uh, like normal? Are there a lot of those schools versus like normal? And I don't know the answer. Normal like Aikido schools. I mean, so Aikido obviously has a you know a whole um, you know. Are there more majorly affiliated blah, blah, blah. Uh, Aikido schools, or is it more independent, smaller schools where you are? Well, for me, it's mainly uh, you know as big as Aikido is. It's it's still their uh, you have to explain to someone what Aikijitsu is, where at least Aikido, you can say, hey, you know, Steven Seagal, that's it. Right. You know, Aikijitsu right, right. is like, well, it's kind of what Aikido that. is based on. <laughs> it's, it's samurai-esque. Yeah, yeah, samurai-esque. Yeah, I say the same thing for Aikido, though. Samurai-esque. <laughs> in the sort of in spirit of a samurai spirit. as imagined by a hey, Caucasian. Exactly. Uh, in the 1950s, yes. <laughs> That's actually not a bad way to start describing. You know what uh, people in the 50s thought the samurais were doing? It's that. That's, that's what we're doing. Yeah. But, you know, like, this, it, this is all difficult stuff because we, we live in such peaceful society and, 
You know, most of us, I mean, sure, maybe we've been in some fights when we were kids or maybe we got into a little more serious fights when we got older. A few people have maybe been in the military. But we're not living the kind of lives really that, like, these people we're emulating are. So it is yeah. just mostly out of our imagination, you know? Right. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm a sword fighting guy. And it's like, well, no one's really sword fought in quite a while. You know, even, even people who do historical European martial arts, I mean, there are some guys who even fight with sharp swords, but it's like it's still different. It's a very controlled right, situation. Right. We can go to the hospital anytime we need. We can always stop when we want. Whereas, you know, at one point it's like, oh, who is this foreigner in my village? I must cut him down or shame will be spread to us, you know? Like it's a just different world. Yeah, it makes you wonder about the martial science people. You know, what, what's their scientific method for testing it? <laughs> right. Right. This is a fine question. <laughs> Jared, that it matters to you, uh, the, the, the nomenclature for it? Like, I mean, do you, does it really, do you really care that y you're studying Aikido versus uh, Aikido Jiu-Jitsu versus, Aikido versus anything? I mean, or is it just, you know, because for me, it's like, well, I study Aikido, but it's like, eh, I just study this thing. I study, I study, I do these things. And it, it I don't think the, the naming conventions are, are really all that important to me personally. Do you find that it's um, something that it's like, well, no, I need to have that distinction made for people? It's kind of the, the shut up and train mentality. Yeah. Yeah, is that is that how you have? Or, I mean, do you, yeah. What do you find is the differences for yourself? I mean, do you care? Like, if someone said, I don't know, you seem like a really thoughtful guy, so I think I got a good idea of what your, your guess would be, but I'll just play devil's advocate. You know, if someone said, Hey, uh, they're a good instructor, and they look like a good instructor to you. And it's like, hey, I study Aikido versus another guy that looks like a good instructor also and says, hey, I study Aikijitsu. Um, would you be more tempted by one or the other to train? I, you know, honestly, I I go back and forth on what I want from it at any given moment. And right, I, I honestly, I think that's one of the benefits of Aikido is. If I'm in a calmer, more peaceful mood, I can use Aikido for that. If I'm in a mood where I, you know, I've had a bad day and I want to throw someone on the ground, <laughs> I, I can do that with Aikido too. So, for the the Nami Ryu that I'm studying now, it's it. They don't even technically call it Aikijitsu. I mean, that's on the webpage, but their their full title is Nami Ryu Aikiheho. Right. And Heho hey. is kind of like uh, military strategies, would right. be a, a, a best way to translate it. So they're saying, yeah, we're using the Aiki, we're using the jiu-jitsu aspect of it, but it's supposed to be a bigger thing. It's kind of right. like you were talking about with the math. It's, uh, we're giving you the ability to do math, and we don't care what the answer is. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Or how you choose to, to use it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Well, was this at all helpful, this conversation? <laughs> <laughs> I always feel like that's the question. Yeah, eventually you come to an end, but uh, yeah, I, I enjoy the conversation. It's, it's always gives you, it always gives you good stuff to think about. I, I like that uh, you listen to our show because you understand that we're just going to ramble mostly for, for this 45 minutes. <laughs> well, no, I always, you know, we talk about stuff for a long time, and then at the, at the end of it, it's like, well, we've said a whole did, did lot. Did we get anything? <laughs> I just, I wonder how much people are pulling out of it and uh, and, and taking uh, for themselves, but. Um, well, well, I can speak for myself in that there's been a couple episodes I've had to actually go back and uh, uh, write down some notes as you were talking, so I, I guess that's a. a that's yeah, that's a that's fine compliment. Yeah, I'll take wow. it. Wow. <laughs>
Awesome. Well, good. Okay. All so, right. so are we're doing a split cast with this too? Or are you also going to release this as a Marshall Thoughts, or is this? Uh... I, I, to be honest, I think this might be a little bit too specific for me. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. All right. No, that's fine. <laughs> so, um, to any of our listeners, so again, uh, Jared Wilson is the. I keep saying head because I'm thinking of the like, like uh, Aikido. Yeah, but but the uh, the host of uh, Marshall yeah. Thoughts podcast. And it's a, it's a really awesome podcast. You should give it a listen. He has a lot of interesting uh, guests on it. And if you're an old-time martial art nerd like me, you see some of the names and you're like, oh, Stephen Hayes. Or, you know, it's like I get excited. I'm like, oh, I want to hear from that guy. He's a celebrity. So, yeah. Um, so, so you should give his, his podcast a listen. That, uh, yeah, it, so. it's um, – I try to cover as many different types and species of martial arts as I can and give everyone their fair voice. That's great. Uh, so uh, go ahead, do the full plug on this. Let people know where they can get, how they can find it, uh, if they need to follow you on various social medias, anything like that. Sure. Um, uh, iTunes is probably the number one place most people go, but you just type in Marshall Thoughts and it shows up. Um, I'm slowly working my way up on the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the blacklist of how are they figure <laughs> out how many downloads people have. Um, I'm on Stitcher and a couple of the other ones too. Uh, the show notes and all the kind of links for everything is, uh, thinkingmarshall.blogspot.com mainly because apparently someone had marshallthoughts.blogspot.com. Oh. So I had to go with something else real quick. Uh, <laughs> Twitter is at marshallthoughts. Facebook, I think it's just facebook.com slash marshallthoughts. So if you type in marshallthoughts, you're going to find me somehow. And is that, a uh, uh, and Forgive me for not knowing. Is a weekly, monthly podcast uh, whenever you get around to it? Yeah, my, my goal is always to put out about 20 episodes a year, which kind of okay. makes it every two or three weeks. Yeah, that's good. That's a, yeah, that's a, even doing it every month is a big deal. So, um, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I congratulate you. As someone who <laughs> does podcasting, it's like, uh, I understand the Well, the and yeah, and, and for anyone listening, I feel like uh, – you know, Marshall thoughts it, it's a much better put together, uh, much more yeah. well thought out. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he has a structure. He tends to follow it. Yeah. <laughs> Good uh, interviews. Yeah. Production values. There's yes. all those yeah. things that yeah. you like. <laughs> what you guys don't see is me in my basement, you know, huddled mm. over with like a flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't come off as such. So, so well yeah. played. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But awesome. All right. Well, I think this was a fun yeah. episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thanks so much to our listeners. And you can find us always online, all the places. And, uh, you know, follow us and, and uh, message us and all that good stuff. And uh, uh, more more uh, suggestions of topics, please. Yeah. Um, because uh, we have a hard time thinking of them. Although I think maybe next week we're going to do solo training in Aikido. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. And see how that works out. All, all right. right. Well, thank you so much. Thanks, All right. Guys. Thanks a lot. Bye, Jared. Bye. Talk to you later.